Hey everybody, it's Bowen here, and this is part of a series of conversations that I began last year called Brothers and Teachers. If you like what you hear today, please do visit bowendwelly.substack.com, click the little heart to like this episode, and subscribe to get updated whenever I publish new writing or podcast episodes. Today, I'm speaking with Sean Vig, who is a leading online fitness instructor and a true pioneer in bringing simple, effective, mat-based Pilates to millions of people through his fitness videos. I've been using Sean's Pilates workouts as part of my own fitness routine for many years now, and I got to tell you, it's been nothing less than transformational. I didn't know about Pilates earlier in life. And I really wish I did. I blew a disc in my back um, at the age of 30. And I ended up having surgery at that time. And, you know, if I had known about Pilates and doing it earlier in life, I never would have injured myself in the first place or had to have that surgery. At this point now, at 53, I mean, like a lot of people, I do have a flare-up of back pain, you know, once in a while. But... It's pretty rare, and for the most part now, I have no pain in the body and a pretty high level of fitness. I credit a lot of that to the foundation that I built with Pilates, and much of that foundation has been thanks to using Sean's videos over the years. So I wanted to talk to Sean not only because I love his videos, but because of his presence. Before he became an athlete and a fitness instructor, Sean was an actor, dancer, singer, and performer. And that really comes through when you see him online. And I don't mean because he's performing. You know, he's just being himself. But that's the magic of performance and of having practiced all of these skills um, on the stage. You know, he's not being someone else. He's just really good at being himself. Sean has been a great help to me physically and also very much an inspiration in that way, in just being really good at being himself. I, I love that. I love to see that in someone. So... If you do enjoy this episode, please take a moment to click the little heart button at the bottom of the post on Substack. And as you listen to the episode, you might scan the questions there at the bottom of the show notes um, or just consider this one question. What is your own relationship with your body and your physicality and how does your body, your strength, and your physical wellness relate to your identity as a person and to your mental health. Sean Vig, what a pleasure to see you this morning, my friend. I have been working out with you, so to speak, since I came across your Pilates on YouTube several years ago. And so what a pleasure when I get to actually meet someone in person. Sean, I want to say thanks for what you're doing for what you're putting out your fitness videos but also yourself your personality your presence and that's actually a big part of why i do this podcast is to put myself in connection with people and with men in particular that have strong positive presence and 
that I have learned something from and want to share with the world more. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. How long have you been doing the Pilates, you said? I've been doing yoga for 20, 25 years on and off. And Pilates probably more like a dozen or so. Um, and I was always more interested in just a simple mat work. I just wasn't really turned on by all the springs and things. Um, yeah, yeah, big machines. Yeah, maybe you can enlighten me a little bit about that part of it. But I like the simple approach. And um, at some point, I think, you know, it was just because I travel so much. I, you know, I started looking around on YouTube and I definitely did look for a mm -hmm. man teaching Pilates. It used to be more when I was traveling, but now... Mm -hmm. I just have my own routine at home and uh, it's not always your stuff. You know, I mix it up, but this morning I did your Spartan 300 Pilates workout. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that's, um, that was about a quarter of a mile from where I'm sitting right now. That little park, my parents in the background on a swing. Because <laughs> <swing. laughs> I used to live in a house right across to that park and there was a swing. Oh, yeah. I don't remember a lot of videos. I've done so many, but I remember right. that one because it was intense, you yes. know, the dry throat and the, oh, and I, oh, what am I doing? But thank goodness the camera's on. It keeps you, like, I gotta, <laughs> I have to finish this. I can't not do this right now. I've come too far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great one. You started off with your dog, with Addie, of course. And she has this amazing ability to, uh, she sounds like a horse. She has this neighing sound. <laughs> that's quite an effect. Yeah. She's a definite character. And I, I love getting her in the videos as much as I can. Yeah, I noticed that you use her as a character, which reminds me, I mean, you've talked a little bit in your videos about your history as a performer, as a singer, and as an opera performer, is that right? And you've done a lot of stage kind of theater work in the past, is that right? Yeah, I, uh, starting actually in high school, then I, I majored in theater and uh, vocal performance in college. And I went out and did professional theater for many years. Went uh, all over the country. Yeah, that's actually where I first started doing Pilates and really getting into more yoga and flexibility training was, was doing professional theater. So when you say theater, do you mean like a traveling circus kind of thing? That's more what I'm picturing. <laughs> no, uh, I do. You know, that's funny because people that you just don't really know. Yeah, I, it's a whole yeah. other world out there. But professional regional theater, uh -huh. meaning... Um, you know, uh, like every Shakespeare festivals, or, that kind of thing. I, I've done Shakespeare. I didn't do a festival, but I've done Shakespeare. Um, that's what brought me to Florida is there's so much professional theater in huh. Florida. And I came down here in 97 and I traveled around the country too, doing a lot of different uh, theaters all the way from New Jersey to Kansas to back to New Jersey, uh, stuff like that. But I did professional, mainly music theater. I did a lot of non-musical theater uh, hmm. plays and such. And I did a few operas too. I trained in college more as an opera singer. Wow. Amazing. Uh, I love music theater. I always liked it as a kid growing up. In fact, my son and I were just, I, we were playing some of the Music Man soundtrack and uh, he was marching around to that. I always liked yeah. those. They're just so alive. You can say something or you can sing something and singing right. something is so much more powerful. It's like adding movement and energy yeah. to it and in orchestrations so it's, yeah i did a lot of theater huh, huh. and it was an amazing career very very beneficial very great learning experience too 
Yeah, it's so fascinating. You know, I love the unexpected connections between things. And most people probably don't think of fitness as a form of performance. And yet you've got this history as a performer, and it's very clear that you bring that to your fitness and your instruction and your personality. Um, so how has it been for you to go from that a very different world of theater and performance to this fitness world? And, and yet, you know, you have a personal through line there that, that's very active. I like the word through line. I use that a lot. Because drama has a definite through line, right? It has to have yeah. a beginning, middle, and end, a good one. It has to make sense. I view workouts the same way. I view writing books the same way. It has to be um, exciting and inspiring and motivational and constant movement. Uh, theater taught me so many great skills. It was so beneficial because for me, theater was all about excellence doing the best work I can with the best people, with the best theaters that I could. That was always my through line, my motivation. Hmm. The biggest thing was being able to stand in front of people and stand proud and strong and tall and project and yeah. show myself and move well, move appropriately to the whatever yes. show I was doing, whether it's I had to dance, which was not my forte at first. It's a lot of breaking down, breaking down habits, getting rid of bad habits. Because in theater, professional theater, you're doing eight or nine shows a week. Mm. So it's very intense. And a lot of times when you're doing those shows, you're rehearsing other shows during mm -hmm. the morning and afternoon, yeah. especially if you're doing summer repertory theater, which I did many times, where you'll do three, four or five shows a summer and you open one and you're doing that show and you're rehearsing another one. You open that, you're doing two shows, you're rehearsing a show. It never really stops I worked at the Big Fork Summer Playhouse. I always like to mention them in Big Fork, Montana, one of okay. our favorite places in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful theater. I always see it as kind of a boot camp theater. I worked there in 96 and 97, and then I directed there a mm. few years after that. But I don't know if it still is intense because things change. People might not want to do that much work, but you were mm -hmm. rehearsing. When you weren't rehearsing, you were in the shops. You were painting scenery. You were building flats. You were building props. You were gathering props. You were always doing something. And so, it was, it seems otherworldly right now being there in those yeah. summers. It was amazing. And I learned so much. I was exhausted. But what did I care? I was 21 years old when I went there. So there's so many things to learn doing theater. It seems like, I mean, just hearing you talk about it, that part of the through line there is the physicality. There's a lot of physical labor really involved uh -huh. in performing <laughs> and rehearsing that often. And I know that's one of the connections between fitness and performing is, of course, the physicality of dance. And that's part of the origins, right, of Pilates itself, maybe, um, mm -hmm. as something to to do with this connection between performance and fitness right yeah yeah dancers flocked to joseph pilates classes in the 1920s i believe in new york city because of his method was so beneficial the word that i always think about is longevity mm. if you love something like i really love doing theater it was a passion i wanted to balance it out but uh, you want longevity when you're doing something like that. Not, you know, physically also is your vocal cords, is how you breathe, how you yeah. stand, how you move, uh, what you do off stage. 
your habits, how you eat, how you sleep, what you engage in. So what you read, it all can affect uh, your performance. I was very strict about that. Actually, I always viewed my body as an instrument. And if I'm doing a show like West Side Story, which requires so much movement and dance and fight choreography and singing mm. and slow motion, whatever, stuff like that. I, I discovered Pilates when I used to take dance classes in New York. And I'm like, I want to do some core work, keep my core strong. Uh, an interesting story is that I actually hurt my back really bad doing a production of Fiddler on the Roof down in Coral Gables, Florida, at the Actors Playhouse. It was during rehearsals, mm -hmm. doing a Russian dance. I wrote about this in my um, book Pilates for Athletes. It's the intro because that's what brought me into Pilates was I strained mm. my back, pulled a muscle, whatever it was. It was that Russian dance where you cross your arms, you get really right. low and pop up. Mm. And something like, Ugh. I was like 29 at the time, but something went Ugh, in my back. Yeah. And I was laid out for about two weeks. I was hunched over walking. It was just awful. Very humbling. Mm -hmm. So it's the, the uh, fork you know, in the woods, like, what are you going to yes. do? And that's when I discovered Pilates. You know, I was, quote, in shape, but I really wasn't at that age because I wasn't doing appropriate core, abdominal, lower back, hips and yeah. glute work, activating that. So mm. after a while, it was just too much and it, and it popped. That's it. You know, it springs up like a geyser coming out. It's just too much pressure after a <laughs> I while. I had a similar experience at the same age. Yeah. Did you do discover Pilates after that? Well, I wish I had, man. I wish. Um, I was uh, <clears throat> not doing a Russian dance. It was sort of more of a chasing a German uh, windsurfing uh -huh. in uh, uh -huh. Margarita, which is a little island off of Venezuela. And this German guy, you know, was just going Mach Schnell, you know, faster uh -huh. and faster, right? And I'm chasing him. Similar thing, though, you know, windsurfing, it's like a lot of leverage and pressure on the back yeah Ooh. something popped you know a, a disc and you, and you were out in the water <laughs> yeah i mean i didn't feel it so much right then it was more that you know a day or two later on the way home it turned out i partially herniated a disc and mm -hmm. i mean i ended up having surgery you know a little micro discectomy at the time to relieve the pressure on the sciatic nerve um which it did, but, you know, my back remained weak mm -hmm. for years after that. Someone had mentioned Pilates then to me yeah. uh, because it wasn't until, I don't know, at least 10 years after that, that I kind of came across it and realized like, oh my God, if I had been doing this in the first place, you know, I wouldn't hurt myself. This is the yeah. stuff. This is the holistic approach. Exactly. When I hurt myself, I... I didn't know that much back then. I should a chiropractor probably would have been beneficial at the time. But mm. if you're not strengthening and balancing those muscles in yeah. an even balanced way and approaching things differently as a strong center with good posture, good alignment, good mechanics, good movement, being very aware of the posture of the tilt forward that yeah. atrophies your lower back. If you're not doing that, it's just going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, a doctor prescribed me muscle relaxers, which are a <laughs> perfect lot <yeah>. of fun. <laughs> yeah. They're a lot of fun, but that's not a cute, you know, I, no. I went out for sushi with some friends. And I was rolling around. This was in North Miami beach and I was rolling around right. in the, in the booth. Cause I actually felt good. I, for a while I was so, sure. Oh, laying on my back with all these pillows. And during rehearsals, I was right. so angry at the theater because they just, eh, they didn't even really pay attention to me. And I had hurt myself really bad. I came into the show feeling pretty good. But 
I, uh, yeah, the muscle relaxers are fun, but I would never <laughs> want to get addicted to those and get on pills. That's why I moved up to Orlando and I started taking Pilates classes and then uh -huh. my, my mind was blown. It was, yeah. I mean, you brought up this word posture, right? It's one of these things that like when we're kids, people say, you got to have good posture, but, but no one explained. What does it mean? Right. Yeah. No it's one explained to me. Yeah, exactly. What, what that meant. It's like, well, sit up straight. There's a mind body awareness that happens when you do strengthen your core. Your body naturally then starts mm -hmm. to lengthen out and straighten up. And then you don't have to think about having good posture. You just do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you make it the norm. A, make it the norm. Yeah. I it mean, it feels body, weird. Yeah. It feels very strange, doesn't it? Like right now I'm kind of moving around, but uh, posture can be very elusive, even for us fitness instructors who talk about it, because the more you think about it, mm. it just doesn't work. It has to, as you said, be natural. You drop your shoulders back and down as you exhale, your core is gently engaged mm -hmm. and your chin is slightly tucked. It's mm -hmm. so much easier to hold posture for me in my workouts when I'm in front of the camera. But if I'm sitting at the house, oh, I'm hunched forward, got to yeah. go back. Then I go too far back. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you have to do it enough where it becomes the norm. Then it's not even a question anymore, but right. that involves regular work. You have to do maintenance on those areas that you are expecting to keep you lifted and balanced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was such a huge change for me just to, to feel that in my body, mm -hmm. in the core, in the hips, feel that, that rotation, that, just opens up and lengthens and uh -huh. and the string on the top of the head right extending right. but even then your shoulders are down a lot of people that my my dad god mm. bless me say dad uh stand up straight he'd go like <laughs> right like, right his shoulders are like no relax your shoulder okay there we go but i'm, I'm, I'm tall <laughs> like i'm all tensed up like a soldier standing at attention like relax relax okay yeah it's actually very subtle the best things in life are very subtle subtle it's not the obvious thing you'll catch yourself doing it properly when you're not thinking about it it's a maintenance thing for me now too but it goes into so much else i mean i also enjoy running i'm a trail runner you know and sometimes i'll find myself running along and i'm in this kind of contorted like awkward position and i just have to remember to you know activate the core rotate my hips back a bit open uh -huh. up the chest and then I get like two inches taller. Everything gets easier yeah. again. You know, you feel like you're gliding. I don't run much. I walk a lot. I power walk, but sometimes I'll jog and it's a good lesson because yeah. I jog. I'm like, oh, my jaw is tight. Relax. It's all about letting it go. You start running and you have this visual in your head of running and instantly <laughs> your body can tense up. And it's a great lesson for me. I watch how my feet strike. Uh, uh, the, I release my, cause I can hold tension in my stomach. I tense that up with a mm. thought. So you, you have to do it in order to know how, how to do it well, how, yeah. or how to take the tension out. You can't just think about it, but especially that jaw mm, tensing up the face and it bleeds into the neck and shoulders mm. running really reveals that most of us do it throughout the day and it gradually gets worse and worse. It's more subtle, but running right away, you know, if you're not doing it very smoothly. I was just going to say, you have this lifetime relationship with your body, with fitness, with, with performing. And I'm just interested to hear how that connects to your emotional state and your mental health, really. I mean, mm -hmm. how does your fitness relate to your state of wellness overall? Well, I have my vices or things I have to do. 
again, I put that in my brain. I program myself like that. I like to do my strength training. I like to walk about every night for about an hour. I love power walks for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Funny you say that because I have a lot of natural athletic ability. I've always had that. I have natural flexibility a lot. I've explained that in videos. I've always been very athletic with minimal, minimal practice at it. I was a runner. I played a lot of different sports. I skateboarded, which I love doing. I, Same I've here, always, yeah. I've always been that way, thrashers. And mm -hmm. so I, I hadn't had to work as hard to attain that level. So lately what I've been doing every night is I've been doing core work and flexibility training, the very same things that I'm always preaching about. I wasn't doing them very much. Really, for a long time, the only time I was doing it was in my videos, which is okay because I was filming just, uh, you know, well, I think I film about every day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you mm -hmm. got to put in the work outside mm -hmm. of the video, outside of the class. You know, mm -hmm. a teacher doesn't just walk in and, you know, they do preparation before they come in. So, yeah. you know, I noticed for a while living in Colorado, I was having a lot of imbalance issues, like little mm -hmm. aches and pains in my back and that would come and go. And they were so annoying and like a rib would pop out. It's the most obvious thing in the world, but that's usually what we don't see is like, Sean, you're not being consistent with this. You're preaching it, but you're not doing it. You're going into a video. And sometimes in videos, you, you push harder because you know, you're on camera, you know, yeah. people are going to watch and you, your mind equates pushing hard with success and strength and doing it well. But it always mm -hmm. comes back to, you want to move effortlessly. That's how you want to move. You want to flow on the mat as in life. So like last night I did some different planks. Tonight I'll do some dynamic flexibility training. Since I've been doing that, I haven't had any issues in many months. None of those mm -hmm. little aches and pains that popped up. Not that it can happen. It will. That's life. But actually practicing what I preach yeah. uh, has like, Sean, well, this, this stuff really works. How about that? And I've always <laughs> known that. But being consistent yes. with it because I go through the same things that everyone else goes through at night. I'm tired. I don't want to do that. I want to sit in a chair and read. I love reading. Reading yeah. is the exercise for the brain, but I just want to lay on the floor and do my stretches, which is great, but I need to get up and do the work. I've been very fortunate. I've never had to have, I've never had broken bones or any sort of surgeries like you had to have for your, for your back and stuff. But ever since I had that injury, uh, that was almost 20 years ago. Now I've been very aware of that very aware mm -hmm. of uh, taking care of myself because next time it could be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that feeds my brain. That makes me very happy. The movement. Yeah. I am getting a massage today after this podcast. I haven't had a massage in two years. So I'm going to cry during it. It's with an I old love, friend of ours. Yeah, great. great. And I'm going to think, why have I not been doing this? Totally. You know, <laughs> yeah. for two years. It's so silly. Good massage is really powerful for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get the elbow in there and just. I love nice. the Thai massage, you know, because it's so physical with the elbows, the feet. Yes, you know. Yeah. I have yet to have that. You recommend that? I I think it oh, looks yeah. amazing. I think you would dig it. Yeah, I do recommend a traditional Thai mm -hmm. massage. You know, um, where they have the overhead bars so they can kind of they manipulate you right and. Yeah, yeah. Put you it's through most... all these different positions. And... Some of there's there's some stretching involved, but off, more I find it's about how they get the body weight into it. You know, the feet, the elbows. Mm -hmm. It's very very physical, and also it's a tradition of it, which I enjoy too. They're often just kind of funny about it, and 
you know, it's not such like a spa thing or a fancy thing. It's like an everyday thing there, you know, massage. Mm -hmm. I, I want to look into that. That's now that I'm getting back into massage, I'm getting like it. I get deep tissue. That's what I like. Really yeah. flushing. Like make me, you know, cry a little bit because it's a good exercise to breathe into it and release. It feels so good. Like holding a stretch, that's really difficult. So good, good. Yeah, check into it. You know, just as you were talking there about not wanting to do the work. We all have those moments all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've struggled with. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, discipline was always kind of a bad word to me. You know, I, I yeah. it always was <laughs> like, it was about someone else telling me what to do or something like that. That's what, how I understood it. And mm -hmm. I didn't have any understanding of it for myself of like, well, you know, this is something I want to do. It's good for me. So I'm going to do it or, or whatever. So I'm just wondering mm -hmm. what is your relationship with discipline? And I mean, is that something that kind of came forwards from your theater work? And um, I imagine also certainly teaching helps to, um, you know, give you a, a goal yeah. and a purpose in, in doing the work. But what do you do when you have those moments when you don't want to do it? It's funny you mentioned that because if I didn't have my own fitness brand, it would be very tough because one of my main through lines, as you just said, is knowing that I'll either be on camera or I'll be in front of a large group of people teaching or writing a book or collaborating with somebody. Yeah. And I want to talk the talk and walk the walk. I want to be able to to be inspiring to people because I know how hard it can be to stay motivated, to stay consistent. I mean, these are all just buzzwords. Life nowadays is just buzzwords that float around <laughs> right. and disappear. A lot of people don't understand other people who are actually very committed and never talk about it. They just do it because everyone wants to talk about it. The social media age want to talk about it. We don't really do. Yeah. We just talk and react. Right. So I, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I kind of, you know, with, almost being 50 and really enjoying it and wanting and being on camera and being in front of people. And, you know, I want to be able to motivate people and inspire people, whether it's how I speak, how I move, how I do exercises, how I look. I'm a lean guy. I've always been very lean. I don't want to have huge muscles. I used to weigh 25 pounds more when I was in college and just out of college, but that's because I ate a little differently too. I, I'm just who I am. Mm -hmm. And I seem to fit a niche, which I don't want to know too much about because whenever I teach, mm. whatever media it is, being on a podcast, I'm always, as God made me, I'm myself. I'm, yes, I'm who I, I am. When that. I first started yes. teaching, I, I thought, oh, how do I talk? Because that's the actor in me. How do I talk when I teach? And I yeah. always thought, well, I really like this stuff. I'm merely going to talk and teach yeah. it because that's what I like. We all have weaknesses, work on those, but never ignore your strengths. I play to my strengths. You know, it keeps me going, keeps me spinning. Yes. In singing, you always talk about a spin of air uh. through the larynx, through the, the resonant cavity oh. up here in your, uh -huh. your nose. The best singers, it's a spin. It's constant movement. Is that about it's the all, circular always, breath also? like Yeah, <clears throat> that you don't stop the breath. You don't stop right. the voice. It the best singers have a constant movement going. It's constantly moving through the face, through the mask, we call it. Wow. Through, you know, effort, effortlessly to you drop your larynx. A friend of mine in college once told me that. He goes, Sean, you naturally know how to drop your larynx. With so many singers, they sing and they pinch, they constrict, they sing from their uh -huh. chest and shoulders where I could drop it and mm -hmm. get more of that natural sound. Mm -hmm. I'm still yeah. learning. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm learning all the time. I yeah. go back to old habits. 
the thing that messes up most is what's happening up here. This can be a godsend or a prison. What's going on in the mind? That's right. Like I woke up in the middle of the night last night, just like a dread feeling for some reason. Mm, And then I mm kind of calmed myself down and fell back asleep. I have no idea why, but it made me think, why why am I thinking that? You know, most of the time I'm sleeping, but a dread feeling about things. So, you know, you get your mind right and Mm. everything can fall into place. That's a whole nother debate, but discussion (laughs) is the mind. Think about what you're thinking about. We're talking about going towards what you like and what comes to you naturally and mm-hmm. and also being yourself. And I have to tell you, that's part of the reason that I have gravitated towards your videos is because it is so clear that you are being yourself. It comes through. It shows, I mean, you can see that you're enjoying what you're doing. You're just so natural, just being yourself, doing your thing, you're ad-libbing you're talking to your dog you got your little Uh note card and you're making jokes about movies you know (laughs) referencing things yeah it's great to see man it's great to see anyone when they are in themselves like that it's therapy filming is there teaching and filming are therapy for me i'm down in florida and i used to teach all over in this area that was about 10 years ago i taught for walt disney world i was their yoga and pilates guy for about 10 years i taught cast members a lot of different locations i see taught yeah. the schools the gyms the hospitals in homes at resorts and and then we moved to colorado for about seven mm-hmm. years we moved back to this area and actually a couple of weeks ago i reached out to maybe do some classes here and there's just nothing open so i was uh. kind of shut and it really brought me down. I got rather angry about it. But, you know, I've been gone a while. Why would I expect that? They have other teachers now and they don't want to let me back in because I have a habit of just taking over. That's how I operate. I build classes and I Uh I market them. And I I love to do it. I want to keep, you know, reaching out to more and more people because I believe that what I'm offering benefits everybody. Yeah. So that brought me down and I'm most looking forward to going up north to Wisconsin and Illinois Mm. where my wife's family is from because I teach a lot of classes in those areas and it's so therapeutic for me i love getting out and talking to people you always meet such great positive people because they're all there to improve on some level or other whatever they may not even know why so you know during the course of a class you can say something or do a sequence give them a cue that opens something up gets them excited that unlocks something they've been because yeah, I believe we're all dealing with struggles. We're all broken in some way. We're all dealing with stuff. And we come to class a lot to help work our way through it. Yeah. Uh, after I lost my dad, I didn't do a video mm. for a month. It, it was very yeah. tough. And yeah. the first time I filmed after that was, it was very nice. I talked about him for a while in the beginning. And uh, it was very therapeutic for me to get up and move in that fashion because I'm very comfortable with it. It's like, sitting in a nice comfy chair, even though it was like probably power yoga workout, but it felt very good to me. I remember so, I saw that. I really appreciated you, uh, you sharing yeah. that with us. I mean, you bring him up when you mentioned that the saw is his favorite exercise. Yes. And, you know, you, <laughs> so he's definitely a presence. Always the best. And he's in a lot of my videos. I would sneak yeah. him in there. I, I always used to say that Addy and my dad were my secret weapons. Yes. I've been meaning to ask you, you know, this is really the whole reason that we're doing this. And Sean, the question is, are those ducks real? The ducks? I cannot mention that. I am legally <laughs> bound to say no comment by the state of Florida. Don't you dare. 
It means you've watched a few of my videos because those I just saw those ducks the other day, and I said, "Huh, look at those ducks." They can't there. be real. I mean, I don't know. I can't say they're always in the we, same it's like, place. It's like yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. We just don't know. <laughs> uh, if what did George Casanza say? And this isn't an admission right. at all. He says it's not a lie if you believe it's true, but that's not an admission. You could flip it the other way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's not true if you think it's a lie. <laughs> uh, but those ducks, they are around. They are still there. That's um, amazing, yeah. They only move. I just like went out there the other much. day, <laughs> and I was about to – well, I wasn't about to film. I always check. You know, I always check the – in Florida, the you check the – you check. yeah, you check the ducks, but you also check for other <laughs> – other critters out there. Reptiles. Oh, right, right. And <laughs> I went out there and like, oh, right where I was going to film, like there's big gator head right there watching. Oh, my know? God. So I, <laughs> I took a Zoom video and I'm like, I would never film. I just did a video yesterday. I posted it. I mentioned it in there. It was a gator. Yeah. And I never say where they are. I never want people to bother gators. I think they're magnificent sure. creatures. Yeah. And and I said, look, I never get near them. I just film yeah. them from a distance and I, I leave. I don't bother them. If there's one way on the other side of a lake, I will film a bit. But if, if they get too interested in me, I, I leave. because want, That's when they get into trouble, if they get really uh, sure. curious, curious about people. <laughs> right. <laughs> then they come near you and people always ruin everything, don't they? They might feed them and then the gator gets friendly and bites someone and they have to destroy the poor thing. So I, yeah. I think they're magnificent creatures. So... I saw one yesterday and just he was watching me. He, he went out and he came right back in and uh, yeah. to say hi. I wasn't near him. I was up on the sidewalk. But uh, the ducks, we'll have to find out someday. You know, I might take that with me to the grave. The duck. Yeah, the mystery I, I should of the get ducks. people to make, you know, pilgrimages down here. And yeah. they'll have to swim out to the ducks and if, see if the ducks swim away from them or not. <laughs> see if they can. And then a gator yeah. grabs their leg. I told you. Right, them. right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I love it. Well, that's also notable. I mean, that you're always outdoors and you're appreciating the natural setting. And you've also used that word flow. And it's something that I'm familiar with too. There's lots of ways to get into flow. You know, for some people, it could be playing music, it could be dance, it yes. could be uh, mm -hmm. writing. But I first came into that feeling by way of sports, you know, running in particular. But also sailing, windsurfing, kite surfing, you know, different wow. forms of wind sports. Windsurfing is a workout, isn't it? That's holding on to the pole. You and the, yeah. you have a sail, right? Yeah. All these things, though, are physical. You feel the flow. And mm -hmm. just as you're talking about working out, and it becomes a feeling that comes into your life more in general is what has been my experience and it's just a <clears throat> required yeah you know I, I, something just popped in my brain with you saying that it's very true i always think growing up you're at home with your parents you're in school people are always planning your days for you they're That's always right. planning a flow you have a schedule and then maybe you graduate you go to uh you go to college you go to university and you're still in that flow okay here's my schedule okay i have this vacation i get back into that flow and then you graduate mm -hmm. and you're out, you're out in the workforce, whatever you're doing. And that is gone. All that structure mm -hmm. is gone, which creates a flow is gone. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a lot of people when I used to teach at Disney, the Imagineers, I always think about them. They, they, they all, 
complain because they got very sedentary after school. They're very active and stuff. And then they get mm. their job of their dreams and stuff. But what that entails is a yeah. nine to five. It's very different. You're not moving around all the time. Your brain isn't thinking about, oh, what, I still have this, this, this. You're, you're settled. So my classes over there were very popular because these, they were kids. I was probably 10 years old and mm -hmm. they're 24, 25. And they were having a, a problem with that. They loved their job. But yeah. they got very sedentary. The flow was gone. gone. Now they have yeah. responsibilities. They have mortgages. They have insurance. They have jobs. You know yeah. these kind of things that are essential to have. Uh, but it starts very young. A lot. There's a great book. It's yeah. over there called Flow. I can't say the guy's last name. It's Six, like Fifty letters. You know what? Set me high. Is that how you say it? Chick set me high. Say it with me. Chick, Chick set, me, set high. me high. Je m'appelle Chick set me high. Mihaly Chick set me high. You Mihaly, got it. that's it. It's a beautiful book. It's, yes, it is. I think yes. he's long passed away, but he was written yes. long ago. But he talks. I think yoga is in. He talks about flow. I've explained that to my wife. I said, I'm Indeed. out of flow. I say, I'm out of flow. It's the worst thing that can happen to me. I said, no, you don't understand. Because... Uh -huh. My wife and I, we get along great. Kelly and my dad and I, but we have very different brains. And yeah. I said, a guy like me to be out of flow, I don't know what to do. I get very antsy and I go to yeah. the wrong things then. I I need to stay in a flow perpetually. You can't do it perpetually because it's too much flow. That's the, that's the, the bad <laughs> part much. of it. Yeah. You can't have, you can have too much flow. It's, I like blueberries. They're healthy, but I've eat blueberries all day. I'm going to get sick and die. If I drink water nonstop, <laughs> I'm going to get very sick. <laughs> throwing up and so it, just because something's good for us doesn't mean we take it all the time you say well that's my passion yeah but you have to temper your passions uh look at beethoven you know they just they go mm. insane with their passions that's right kind of, well a balance anyway. <laughs> you know except me high balance yeah flow is very much it's not about extremes it's i always say when no. i talk about flow and you know i talk about the 83 percent. you know mm -hmm. it's about it is about stretching our capacity, but it's about kind of getting to that 83%, you know, yeah. and, so that we're comfortable when we need to go to 90 or even a hundred yes. once in a while, but we're operating, you know, at a higher vibration in a way. Yes. That way. Vibrating, the, the spin in the voice. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm interested to hear a bit more about your experience as an entrepreneur you've got your own business it's your own brand and i also have my own business for many many years you know, you know is there any particular challenge success or experience there i think it really became more of a business when i started filming videos i was a personal trainer while i was doing theater because i loved fitness and i made that connection early on about fitness and theater going well together because i noticed yeah. a lot you know you're you're really putting demands on your body it's good to keep your body moving, strengthen those muscles, get a healthy appreciation for it. It was the videos. I started doing videos in summer of 2009 because mm -hmm. I, before that I was teaching a lot. I, that's my brain, how it works. I'm like, I'm not just going to teach a few classes. I'm going to teach 20 or more classes a week. I started as a spinning instructor at a mm -hmm. gym where it's actually right down the road here. It's part of a hospital, part of Advent Health. It used to be Florida Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I was a spinning instructor and I was personal training. An old group fitness manager there fired me from being a, sp a spinning instructor. I still don't know why. She never gave a good reason. Huh. Pissed me off. I was angry. But I knew 
you know, my dad, my parents, God bless my dad, especially would teach me, you know, I always heard my dad's voice. And it's like, you, know, you just keep punching away. He was like that. Keep punching away. Never make a phone call when you can talk to the person in person. Never right. do this. Go in, go in in person, talk to people. Mm-hmm. But I knew that being fired was going to light a fire under me. And I knew I had to go through a proper little anger period. How mm-hmm. dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you fire me? I've taught mm-hmm. 10 spinning classes. Who are you? <laughs> sure i used songs that had a couple swear words but that was a mistake it wasn't that i don't even know why she fired me yeah um, but i went a good route i wrote letters to the hospital i wasn't mean you know I, I went back and that lady actually recommended that i teach she gave me a name over on disney property that needed an instructor i think she just wanted to kind of get rid of me i went over there and started teaching and that expanded then i started doing the videos and when I started doing videos, I had a Mr. Fitness LLC because a friend of mine called me Mr. Fitness and that kind of stuck. Mm. She was from Germany and she would nickname people. And I thought that was perfect for me. This is back in, what did I say, 2009. So you know, YouTube continues to grow and grow. It's massive. Yeah. It was big back then, but nothing like now. This is still when MySpace was around. Mm. And I started doing videos. And then I went to a brand called Motley Fitness. Because I love, I like Motley Crew, and Motley <laughs> means diverse fitness because yes. I was doing all sorts of stuff. And then my wife says, why would you do that? And then eventually I'm like, why don't I put my name in it? Yeah. I was holding off putting my name because by then people knew my name. I was really getting out there on YouTube and around getting a name for myself. So I went with Sean Vig. Yeah. You know, Vig is a very unique French name, but I say it all the time. Coach, It's like Vogue with an I. I got to bring that back. Someone said, I miss you saying that because it's a buzzword. I even put it on t-shirts, bold, but with an eye. But I say that to people in person, like, huh? So I can't imagine what they're doing, you know, but at least I great. put the name on the screen. So it's, once the video started taking off, uh, I st- that's when I formed Sean Vig Fitness. Then you put it mm. under your name. And because at first you're not, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll bring other people into it because there's no rules. Right. There's really no rules yeah. at that point. Totally. It's fitness. It's body weight only fitness. You can do mm. anything. You can go anywhere and plug in. You can right. film anywhere. As a kid, my dad got us a camcorder and I filmed all the time. Home ah, videos by myself, okay. home videos with friends at parties. We'd have parties. If mm-hmm. you stayed over at my house, sleepovers, we would film. We'd set up the camera. We'd have awesome. fake microphones. We'd do interview shows. We'd shoot <laughs> each other with cap guns. This was the 80s. You could do anything. We'd jump off the hill, blow each other up. We'd, we'd blow up models with M80s. It was great. Now we'd be arrested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, but, you know, I, I still have most of my finger, you know, but I learned a lot from home videos. So once I started yeah. filming, Bowen, I just, I jumped right into it. I had no problem filming. I'm like, set so the it, camera up and go. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they wonder, how do I start a business? Well, sometimes you just start doing something. You do and, it. Yeah. And then you realize at some point, like, oh, this could be a business and then it grows yeah. into something a bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, you uh-huh. got to get out of your own way. Right. I, I've mentored uh-huh. a lot of fitness people on videos because uh-huh. they'll do a lot of things, but doing videos terrifies them because it's so revealing and it's out of your control. I always like to quote Billy Joel. He said, once I'd write a song and I released it, it wasn't mine anymore. People will interpret that song yeah. any way they want. I have no control over it. Now it belongs to whoever's hearing it. I say that in videos. Like, I'm just a guide here. This is yeah. your workout. 
you could pause it. You can rewind it. You could just do one exercise. You could just laugh at laugh at it. You could watch it while eating a pizza. You can <laughs> complain about it. I have no control yeah. over that. I'm merely yeah. offering you yeah. this. I'm offering this to you as an option. There's plenty right. of options out there. Right. But th- th- that is, yeah, that is, uh, it's uh, w- once you put it out there, it's it's out of your control. But that's what I say to people when I mentor them is yeah. do it fine but you're most comfortable with don't try to do something that you're not comfortable with right away. Sure, that yeah. comes later as you get some confidence. Yeah. But do what you're most capable of doing. Yeah. And if you got, if you got the courage for it, upload it. I have no problem uploading, but I'm sure for a lot of people, that's the most terrifying thing is pushing. Totally. That. You got to find your own niche in the fitness industry. No one wants you copying somebody else. No one wants you being phony. There's plenty of that out there already. Yeah. And um, you've got a really unique, again, you're just transmitting yourself and what you love to do. I haven't seen all of what you're doing, but what does that include at this point? I, mean, I know you've written and published several books and your YouTube, and then you've also got a, an app. I love doing books. I, I'm a, you know, I guess old school guy. Like we talk about CDs. I like everything's so streaming nowadays. I like DVDs, CDs, and books. I love yeah. going into bookstores and seeing my books because it's a physical presence Yeah, and you can pick it up and hold it and smell it. I love smelling books. Totally. And well, you mentioned Pilates. What I'm working on now is April Madness. I'm doing a full month of mainly Pilates theme videos or tips or photos or information, whatever it may be. I'm going to do a live workout tomorrow where I'll do some Pilates that's kind of the focus because for me being self-employed with the fitness thing, the toughest part is filling my days. I sometimes I feel like I've done everything. I've, I've filmed mm. thousands and thousands of videos, taught thousands and thousands of classes yeah. that I, I need to be, it has to lit, light a fire under me for me to do it. I can't go out and just do something monotone. I have to like, sure. Oh yes, Pilates, let's do this. Let's do that. I'm working on a new book, Fitness for Kids. That's for kids. Yeah, I've I've heard you mention this. Yeah. Well, I have a we have a four year old son, and he's at the age now, four years old, where he is. uh, He's he can figure out what I'm doing. Like I we've gone out and filmed before. I got Dane, and I have Addie. I have my two babies with me, and we film, and it's a great lesson for me because I can't just go out and film with those two. They're insane. I have to have a lot of patience, and I have to just have (laughs) fun with it. Yeah. Have fun, Sean. Stop it. You know, have fun now. So, you know, I'm like, let's just film little short workouts because I want to tie it in. I'm working on this fitness book for kids with with my own voice and my own approach. Because I I always think that everyone talks down to kids. They talk to them like this, high pitched voice. I just talk to kids and they seem to gravitate towards me because I just say, hey, what are you doing? What's that you got there? Oh, look at you. I don't talk like that. Maybe to I talk like that to dogs because I love dogs. Like, look at the doggy. But I don't talk like that to kids. I like to approach yeah. kids, uh, you know, show them respect. Yeah. And I think they can, they can pick up on like, when people talk like that to my son, he kind of backs up when they do too well, much. Imagine talk to him. if someone was talking like that to you, I'd be like, what are you doing? Uh, it just seems I, bizarre. I, my wife, we don't talk like that to him. Like, dang, stop no. that. We don't say, oh, what are you doing? Like, no, you, you afford him some respect. So it, it's yeah. a great lesson for me, Bo, is filming with these, with these nutcases and not losing my mind and trying to get, I'm like, I don't know if I have footage here for a video. I can't tell because the filming right. was so chaotic. 
And I want it to be natural, but I don't want it to be insane. <laughs> so it's a, that, that balance. I have a great balance in my head. I know what I want. Like we have this much spontaneity, but we have to get the work done too. I would never want to sacrifice the actual workout for mm. the other stuff. I want still the flow to be effective, no matter what else is happening. Even if I'm getting mauled by a bear in Colorado <laughs> or Montana, I want that plank workout to be focused and essential yeah. and effective even with that bear you know throwing me around at least right. you got the plank right <laughs> that's it sounds like an interesting challenge well they're so seen. moody we we were yeah. having a great time filming and all of a sudden he says i don't want to do that I'm like oh, well that's why we're here but okay right. what do you want to do he's four i don't want to push him well as we're getting close to wrapping up here in terms of my experience with your workouts at pilates has been not just effective but like transformational in my life and my health that's what i always recommend to people is if you haven't tried pilates you know try just basic mat pilates try sean stuff online and so more of that is is what thank you my vote for pilates has a weird connotation for one people pronounce it wrong a lot pilates pilate they think it's from the bible with pontius pilate no (laughs) he was greek he was right. German Greek that, you know, from Mönchengladbach, Germany, where I actually lived for a short time. I didn't know yes. it at the time, but that's where he's from. Right. They have a national like Pilates festival there. Again, that was before I really started doing Pilates about 20 festival, years ago. Wow. But as you said, there's the reformer with all the straps and the, the carriage with the springs. springs there's that. Yeah. There's all the tools. But again, I just do right. is your mat right there. Yeah, that's all you need. And there's I've got a huge niche with that. And you get yes. past the distractions of what do you mean what is it it's very popular still not the level of yoga yoga you know there's hundreds of millions doing that there's probably like 50 million people doing pilates but matt no you don't need all this stuff you just got to get a mat or a soft surface and you if you had to define these and the type of pilates that you focus on this you know simple mat work in a sentence how do you describe it Body weight only exercises that work you from your core, your strong center outward through a series of exercises and sequences, focusing on strengthening the the core, stretching the body, circulating Mm -hmm. the blood, moving better, and uh, breathing better through the movements. And Mm -hmm. it's very, very, very low impact on your joints because most of it is on your back, on your stomach, on your seated position, on your hands and knees. It's great for people who have vertigo or maybe older and feel uncomfortable mm. standing. You're very close to the ground. So if you do tip over, you're yeah. right there. I, I heard someone it. said that to me years ago. I'm like, that's <laughs> perfect. You're just, okay, I'm right here. I felt, okay, I fell an inch. It's okay. And I'm on yeah. a soft surface anyway, in comfortable clothes. Anywhere, <laughs> right. anytime, Bowen, anywhere, yeah. anytime. That's what we I do. love what you said there in the right in the middle of that, that from the strong center outwards, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. the, the core of it right there. I mean, it that's really the core is. from the inside out, inside yeah. out. That's yeah, uh, you, that... if you can strengthen anything, but if that center isn't strong, everything will fall. You have to have the strong center. That's the trunk yeah. of the tree where the branches come off of. There's yeah. all the analogies. Pol- yeah. Joseph Pilates call it the powerhouse. Right. The or powerhouse. The, your girdle of strength that once you can figure out the strength and balance of the center, everything falls in line. Yeah. And everything yeah. gets strengthened and stretched equally. Yeah. Yeah. And well, these are words, you know, you got, I always say, get down on the mat, do this exercise and you will know 
it's not easy, but you will understand what we're talking about. That mind body connection, everything else is theory. It's all, it doesn't really matter, but the experience is what matters. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's really something. Wow. I've never moved like that. Right. It's okay to move like you this. feel it. Yeah. Well, we're at the core of the whole thing, the core of the body, the core of the message here. What would you say is the central thing that you are aiming to transmit to people through your work? Um, get down and do the work. Do it. <laughs> do it now. Do it. Do it now, as Arnold would say. <laughs> uh-huh. That's for me myself. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. You know, Sean, you're just one walk away from feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, and that's hard. That's easy to say. Everybody is inspired, motivated, whatever you want to call it. Again, those are just words by different things, maybe a class reunion, maybe being in front of people, maybe, mm-hmm. um, being a personal trainer, uh, entering a new relationship, getting married. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we're all inspired by different things, but I find that cross training is a very great way to go about life. Like trying, mm-hmm. you know, adding together a lot of different different disciplines as far as fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do is the, it's the core strength and flexibility are the center of my training. No pun intended, but it really is. A lot of people yeah. might say, well, strength training. But if I don't address those issues, nothing else will happen. If I go to the gym and just jump on the machines or the free weights right away without warming up with a core dynamic stretching routine, I'm going to have problems. My body's yeah. going to not like that. It's going to push back because yeah. those muscles are not pliable. If I am not pliable, if they're not supple, I am only headed for disaster. That's what you see. I look, um, let me put a footnote to that is get off your, I won't swear. I don't want to do that, but get off your darn phone yeah. at the gym. Stop staring at, I, that's all I see now. I never saw that before. The posture, the body awareness, the posture is just awful. People disappear yeah. into those phones. For, I, I'll be all around the gym and notice someone has not moved. Yeah. And they're paying for this. And right. you're just right. constantly taking yourself out of any sort of flow, any sort of awareness, any sort of interaction with people. Yeah. I walk at night and I see people sometimes walking at night. They're never just walking. They're always staring at a phone. And I was like, you realize how dangerous that is? And also you're not enjoying this beautiful night. I mean, it's a culture yeah. now that is so just zeroed in on tiny little screens. And I've said to my wife, I'm like, we're not raising our son that way. I said, we have to tackle the cell phone issue and the social media addictions right here. You know, we can't let him get on that when he's older, whatever, but there, I don't want that to destroy his childhood because that's what I see it doing. I see kids playing. And then after a few months, they're all on their phones. They're not even playing anymore. They're hunched over. Yeah. And it's a gold mine for me, I guess, because everyone's having back issues now at a young age, but I don't want Mm. that. I, I want them to have childhoods like I had outside playing, running, experiencing things, getting dirty, getting grass stains, having fun. That all, then that, that's the perfect tie in with fitness. Now I still feel like I'm out playing, enjoying dirty, rolling around on the ground. Yeah. Getting chased by animals. Uh, (laughs) Totally. It all comes back to childhood. I was very fortunate. Mm. If I had a bad childhood, I would not want to go back there. Like one of my best friends, Hmm. had some issues so he kind of wants to get away from that and i understand that so one of my gifts is trying to impart that joy into what i'm doing um by just showing you i don't want to i'm not going to you know blow you full of sunshine stuff i don't talk like that but i want to joy through movement so joy through flow joy through breath joy through being outside on a lovely day re-experiencing these things get off of the phones and stuff 
Well, I see that, Sean. Really, it comes through your work, uh, your joy in being in your body and moving and breathing and transmitting that, sharing with other people. It's working, man. It shows. Good. Thank you. uh, Yeah. I don't think too much about it. I don't want to think about what I do. I just do it. You know, and that's a gift. That is a, that is definitely a gift just to do it. I'm not going to think, oh, I want to, I want to transmit joy. I don't think about any of that stuff. I just do it. And I feel great doing it. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Well, if it makes sense. Yeah, I love it. And I just love to see you succeeding, doing your thing and uh, wish you the best in your, your onward journey and uh, arrival into your fifties. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) The arrival. The coronation. <laughs> That's right, exactly. I know. I mean, what that motivates me. I think, oh, I want to go home. But I'm walking. I think, oh, I'm going to be 50. I'm like, I'm going to walk another 20 minutes. Why not? It feels great. Yeah, it's going to. Why be not? Great. It can only help. It's such a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man. Thanks again for doing this. It's great to meet you. Spend some time with you. And I'm always psyched to share your stuff with people. I recommend you all the time. Yeah. Good on the screen. Good. I, I, I love it. Thanks. I love these chats. You know, I think we both learn a lot of things while digging into these ideas. You, you tend to unearth some things that may have kind of been buried for a while and it reignites a lot of your enthusiasm. You can doing this. So thank you for your kind words. And I, as I always say, I'll see you on the mat. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thanks again, Sean. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this conversation, please do take a moment to visit the episode page at bowendwelly.substack.com and click the little heart icon to show everyone else that you liked it. It's a very small thing to ask, and it really helps other people find my content here on Substack. I appreciate you making that small gesture of appreciation. You'll also find the questions there that I posted at the bottom of the show notes, which you can read and consider commenting with your own thoughts on what we discussed in the episode. I'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe, recommend, share, and comment all right at the bottom of the page at bowendwelly.substack.com, where all of my writing and audio lives. And, of course, you can always reach me by email or find me on social media. All the info is there on the Substack page as well. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you tune in again soon.